You are now listening to Carly's Couch. I'm Carly. And I'm Lex. In this podcast, we discuss a wide array of topics about life and how to live your best life. Whatever that looks like for you. (laughs) Hope y'all enjoy. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Carly's Couch. Shout out to all the men sticking with us after last week's episode. (laughs) We're going to do it to you again. (laughs) We are, but y'all needed that episode last week just as much as we did. And you're going to need this one too. Absolutely. So uh, we were inspired after Women's Month, which we celebrate women all the time in general, but we were really inspired after Women's Month and then after our last episode on feminine energy. And we were inspired, and so we decided to continue this whole celebrating women, creating spaces for women, and the perfect person came to my mind, and we are so excited. We have a special guest today. Her name is Eniafe Isis. Can, can we say hello? Give her a little round of applause. Yeah. Hello, hello, hello. Hi. Hello, Y'all, hello. She definitely is moisturized today. Looking good. And that bookshelf behind yeah, you, though. good. Y'all know how to make a girl feel good. <laughs> right, we should have been on her couch. We over here. <laughs> right, I know. <laughs> right. Oh, okay, Carly. See, I told you. I told you, Niafe. I, I told you she'd be wilding. No, nah, you missed it earlier. She was like, feel on this real quick. Like, all right, girl. Rub my you just ask, okay? You know, I'm more like Carly. So, I mean, you know, like women are beautiful creatures. I, I, can't, I can't hold, you know. I can't judge. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Very like beautiful. Um, and so we have beautiful Eniafe here. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about her story. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to let Carly actually do the real introduction. My bad. I forgot you got oh, the whole no, thing. Oh, no, you're good. Okay, so <laughs> I'm going to read her bio and then we'll get into it. Um, in a line, Eniafe Isis Adewali is a woman breaking into herself. Her leap into adulthood began at the age of 16 when she journeyed 3,000 miles from home to take advantage of a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to study in New York City with the world-renowned Dance Theater of Harlem. That's amazing. After graduating with a degree in sociology from Fordham University at Lincoln Center, Iniafe began her tenure at Rush Philanthropy Arts Foundation, where she established her grounding in the fields of event production and project management. Since her departure from the company in 2010, she's flexed some independent and entrepreneurial muscle and has continued to work with brands, both domestically and abroad, as an event producer, project manager, and magic maker. A natural-born writer with a deeply rooted passion for narration and what she calls journey telling, Iniafe is, as one colleague described, an alchemist of emotion. Currently residing in Los Angeles, California, Eniafe is the Chief Experience Officer of EXI Concepts and founder of All Her Words, a platform dedicated to reimagining the landscape of storytelling and honoring and amplifying the voices of a fuller spectrum of women. That was a fire bio. Ooh, I know. I was like, she wrote right mine. Who wrote that? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, because my bio's uh, trash. I'm going to be sliding some stuff your way. Yeah, my bio's so trash. <laughs> oh. Damn. You know, I kept on wanting to send my bio. Actually, I kept on wanting to send my bio to my, my bestie, Jason, who's a fire writer, has written for Vibe, Double XL, uh, basically every major hip-hop magazine, MTV, like, just fire. Um, but I, I feel like I can't hand off something else to write that I still haven't, like, written myself. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I constantly am kind of, like, rewriting my bio and it helps me to reacclimate with myself as I continue to like grow and expand 
and honestly like come back to all the versions of me that over the years because of whatever people had to say about me i ran away from or disconnected from so writing that had, was kind of like a process in again like breaking back into myself and like coming back to myself so yeah yeah, that alchemist emotions. That was hard. Yeah. Ooh, that's a that's a whole bar. That was hard. That is a whole bar. So that was my another homeboy, Jason. Not the same I was just talking about, but that's something that he said. And I was like, I'm gonna go ahead and grab that. Yeah. Because <laughs> that was real nice. Yeah, that was nice. Mm-hmm. So I wanna want us to kind of work backwards slightly because I wanted to be very clear to the listeners, like what you're about and what they're going to gain from this before we get into your journey and all of those things. Can you give us one sentence or something like a quick summary of what do you want the listeners to take away from you today? I'm a woman coming undone. And as I am undoing and as I'm processing my undoing, I'm writing about it um, and I'm sharing it because I know a lot of us are in that space and are alone in that space and it's uncomfortable in that space. And so I just, I wanna be the hand that is there to hold um, the arms that are there, you know, to, to wrap around you through, through my words. That's, that's what I'm about like right now in this very moment. Dang, that was hard too. Man, and she's not a lie was told. Um, I'm going to step in real quick. So I don't even remember exactly how Inyafe and I met. I think we met on Instagram at some point, and then we met in real life, and I found out I knew her sister, like in real life, like her actual blood sister, not like her play sister in real life. Um, And then I found all her words, and what you just said, man, I got a little teary-eyed because sometimes when I'm struggling and I don't have anybody else to talk to or I wake up in the middle of the night and I can't do that, I go to that and I read those things. And it really is that hug, that handheld, that damn, somebody gets me. Like, it's it's okay. Like, people are here and they're doing okay even when it doesn't feel like it. So that that is exactly what it is. Thank and I want to clarify, too, that it's all her words is the brand. Because when we say in a sentence, it's like we're saying like, oh, all her words are this. Mm. But all her words is the, is the name of this community and this brand. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about, you know, what brought you to bringing that to fruition? Yeah, I'll like tell in a, as abbreviated as I can possibly tell what I call like her conception story. Because I talk about her as if she is a living and breathing being. Because I think... For a lot of us, that's how our visions are. Like they, they, they have minds of their own. They have kind of like souls of our own. And we're just, we are bringing that to life. So um, in 2017, I lost my father and also my great aunt um, back to back. And uh, it was one of the, my father more so than my great aunt was like one of the most difficult losses that I've experienced yet. And in trying to process that, grieve, mourn, um, also just deal with things that weren't right between he and I before he passed, I kind of felt myself starting to spiral into a depression. And I've experienced a pretty bad bout of depression before and almost didn't make it out. And so I was very afraid to go down that path again. 
And the way I remember it is one night I was sitting right here on this couch, um, kind of just in my thoughts. And I remember texting a friend, but I've actually gone back and tried to find these texts and they're not there. So I want to say that I was actually communing with spirits or what I was talking to somebody. Um, and I was almost like begging and saying like, tell me what to do. Just tell me what to do. And um, the response was, you need to use your voice. And at that time, and one of the things about depression for me is that I have no voice. Like I, there's no inspiration, there's no spark, there's no light, there's no sound, like I, it's, it is deafening. Um, and for me, that's very hard because that's how I write is, is like inspiration is coming from, from everywhere. And so I kind of in response, I'm like, you know, excuse my French, but like, what the fuck? Like what? That's, that's, that, that does not help me. And then the next thing that, that I heard was go get your computer and just start writing, which is different because usually I write pen to paper. And so I went, I got my computer and I just started writing and everything was coming out. She, this, she, that, like I was, I couldn't talk about myself because I wasn't in a place where I was able to see myself very clearly, but I could see myself in these women around me who we were kind of going through similar struggles. We were finding our way, stumbling, you know, stumbling through our way. And um, so I started writing about her and I shared something that I wrote either that night or a couple, you know, nights later. And because you got to hashtag things as I was finishing writing the caption, I typed hashtag all her words like didn't think about it it wasn't pre-planned it just it came and i kind of hit you know post stepped back and was like oh shit like this is this is this is the thing and at that time i was working on a vision for another project or what i thought was another project and i had this huge kind of vision board on my wall and i kind of stepped back and looked at the wall and I said, oh, this, this was for her. Like this was that. And that's how it started. And from there, I just really started getting clear on the intention that honestly, I do honestly believe this, this was a seed planted in me. So I'm kind of the one through which this vision is, is coming through, but it was, it was given to me. So that's, um, that's how it, that's how it started. Describe what all her words has become now, um, like tactically and, and what is it? How can people, what are people seeing or how are they involved? So you're seeing little nuggets of like thoughts, um, that are, that come from like what the women in our community are going through both what we're going through personally, both what we're going through uh, collectively, what is going on in the world around us and how it's affecting us. So you'll see just like a lot of expressions and free flow of those thoughts, which right now I mainly pin. Um, but you will also see words from women in our community. Um, and that's actually how I built the content that you see online um, was words that I would find in women's captions. I would, I, and that happened by chance. Like I just started coming across these captions and I was like, oh, this, I'm not gonna ask any questions. I'm just gonna let, you know, let the, the captions be guide. And so that's what you'll see. You'll see things that I write 
um, thoughts that I kind of write out, but also um, women's thoughts. And, and every once in a while, I will read a caption and I'll ask a, a woman like an additional question, like, but can you tell me about this time or what preceded this or what happened after? How did you get here? Um, and then sometimes I'll weave that in. So the, one or those two things, and also sometimes words from, um, you know, our, our elders, women who came before us, who have been, been through this journey before and uh, have left us with all of their gems and wisdom. So I'll post quotes uh, as well. You're saying captions and quotes. Is this just an Instagram page where you've been curating all of this information? Is that where people can, can read these words from Women's Hearts? So they can read them both um, on Instagram. And then if you go to allherwords.com, there is a section called collections. And that's where you read what I call journey stories. So those are more so um, words from women that I kind of like solicited. So I reached out to them and uh, said, asked them to speak on a specific uh, part of their journey that may have to do with either um, finding their self-worth uh, their identity or just their kind of unbecoming or, or coming undone. So two places. I, I think if you go to offerwords.com, it's a little bit more in depth. And then Carly, you had an experience with participating with this, right? If you want to talk about that at all. Mm -hmm. um, so had been a fan of the page and, you know, followed it and noticed that, you know, there were themes like sometimes like, you know, becoming undone or self-worth and, um, I think in May or something of last year, uh, Inyafe had reached out and was like, hey, would you you know, like to speak on identity? Um, which is really funny because it was Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month. And <laughs> um, I am working on my identity. Like that's been a thing for me because I wasn't raised with my father and I'm first generation immigrant. He's from the Philippines. So I am AAPI and Anyways, it was just a funny thing. I was like, wow, you would ask about identity during this month, like right now. Um, and so I shared a piece last year for a part of that collection. And what was it like? Like, did you give her um, like a prompt or like, was it a question or did you just kind of write like you were journaling? I'm just curious, like how the words came I together. Think, I believe it was just the quite or like just um, to share a story or share something about mm -hmm. identity. Like there wasn't much leading. There wasn't, you know, anything parameters or anything like that um, outside of just the topic and then around like however many words. Yeah, I think I gave a small prompt, but honestly, I, I think that sometimes one thing that keeps us from sharing our story is that there's so much structure that sometimes is placed around storytelling, that it has to look like this, it has to sound like this, this is the voice that you use, you know? And so then instead of worrying about just the flow of the story, we're trying to, you know, fit into, into all of the, the, the parameters. And I'm just, I want the woman to flow because I only know that there's a question. I like, I have a question. There's something that I want to know. I don't know exactly what it is that I want to know, but I know it's there. So my concern is like, I just need to ask the right question. And then I just want the woman to flow because she's going to end up telling me what she needs to tell. And that is the important part. It's not about what we need to know. 
It's about what does she need to release? What does she need to tell? What, what, um, how either does she need to lighten her heart or what does she need to pour, like pour into it? You know, so I try to kind of be as loose as possible and specific with the question, but loose with any, anything else, like any parameters around it. Yeah. And I, I liked that it was, but it was also like, dang, like, I don't even know where to start. And in mm-hmm. our like pre-meeting with um, Eniafe, like talking about the show, what she would want to share and all of that. She mentioned that, you know, when people share stories, it's like, we're looking at like gems, like we're looking at their, their sacred things and, you know, seeing all of these glints and glimmers and different pieces that are very valuable. But like, for me, I'm like, I don't know what to talk about and I don't know what's valuable. And so I just, um, it was a little bit of a struggle. It was uncomfortable. Cause I was like, at first I was thinking, well, what would other people want to hear? So kind of mm-hmm. to your point, like what you're saying, like, well, you know, what, what's a feel good story or what's this or what's that. And then once I let that go and just it clicked and I I wrote it really quickly. And I was like, that's the thing that I need to send because I'm not struggling. I'm not trying to make it fit anything. And I just sent it. Um, But it was, yeah, it was uncomfortable, but it felt good to get it out. And so to your point, like that is the story that needed to be told. Yep. I'm curious about the process of it. And that's what I was asking because I I'll find, I mean, it sounds like just to write and journal, which is something we talk a lot about on Carly's Couch, is a good way just to kind of see where your head's at and a good way to release, like, thoughts and ideas. But I find that, you know, I'll only kind of write if I feel some kind of way. And then also that I only will have, like, a little bit in me before it's like, eh, all right, I don't, you know, now I'm just saying stuff or, you know, it doesn't feel like it feels like I'm trying to force something or come up with something. You know, I wonder if it's like a skill or – or when, when in the intro we said you're an alchemist of emotions, like how can you really tap into that to like really just like let that come out? I, I feel like that's hard sometimes, even if it's just me writing, you know, of course it can be difficult if you're talking to somebody or um, if you're speaking, but even just, you know, writing things and like, how do I feel? Like, what am I saying? You know, I, I feel like that can be difficult as well. And I'm wondering if you have any thoughts or ideas about how to, open your heart more or to, to let the feelings out, you know, in any kind of particular way? Um, so, I mean, my, my thought generally is like, if it doesn't flow, like it doesn't flow, if it does let it, but I, if, if I'm just, you know, writing to write journaling or even just, you know, posting on Instagram or what have you, um, it, that, that's like, that's my rule. If it, if it comes, let it come. If it doesn't, don't don't force it because also I feel like you can feel and you can read and you can sense when something is not um is not organic that mm-hmm. you know when it's forced when I'm trying too hard and I have this saying like try too hard and you fuck up the magic and so <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you could feel that um and I think journaling honestly journaling is still really hard for me because I am having to pull things that I haven't quite processed yet and or I'm afraid to really put down on paper because I don't want to face whatever those truths are. So sometimes it's the choice in saying like, do it even when it's hard. And once I, and, and, and the moment that I like open that gate and decide like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to put all these hard feelings on paper. I'm going to say the things that I don't want to say or write the things that I don't want to know. It usually flows because I've already 
like released, you know, I've kind of like taken the pin out the grenade and, re and released it. Um, and so that's it, it. I think a lot of it is like giving ourselves permission. I was actually driving today and thinking about um, how culturally like American, I'd, I wouldn't even say American culture because America doesn't really have a culture, um, but how in America we are separated from our feelings. Like yeah. we are to, lie, to like divorce ourselves from our feelings that they're too much to be sensitive is a bad thing like all these things so we almost don't even know how to tap into that side in a welcoming way you know in a way that says like this is home space this is sanctuary but in most other cultures in some way or shape or form there are are the, they are taught how to deal with emotions how to deal with grief how to deal with tears and how to honor those emotions so I think that writing in that way is also almost tapping back into um, those innate practices, like that innate practice of like honoring your emotions because they, they, they speak to me. My emotions are telling me a whole lot of things, you know? And so it's writing is really like listening to myself, but listening to a voice that is not conscious, it's more spirit led. Um, so I don't know if that like asks, asks your question, but answers your question, but that's like my part of my process. Oh, because also as you were speaking, it kind of reminded me also of something, um, in talking to like my therapist, I, I, it was a hard conversation. I was like, well, I know I need to have a conversation, but I'm nervous that it's going to be taken this way. Or, you know, I was saying all these things. I was like, so I don't know how to start. She was like, well, you could start with that. And so even I think maybe we think too hard with getting our words down because to your point where you're like, oh, I don't you know, I don't want to face this. You can start by writing like, I don't want to face, you know, how I'm feeling right now. And that's how you're feeling. So to even get started with just whatever the fear is or whatever you're afraid of, what are you worried about or whatever, yeah. you know, can maybe how you start because that's how you feel about whatever it is you're going to approach with your writing anyway. And honestly too, a lot, a lot of my writings are inspired by conversations. So exactly just what you said, I met up with a, with one of my really good friends in a park one, one time, maybe like November, October, November last year. And I hadn't seen him in a long time. Um, and we were catching up and this is somebody that like, I can be 100%, you know, honest with. And so I was telling him kind of what feeling space I was in and I was trying to finish writing the book that I'm currently working on. And I said to him, I don't want to write from where I am though. Like, I don't want to write from this place of like sadness and grief. And he stopped me and he was, and he said, he said, that's exactly where you need to write from though. And so I went home and kind of sat with that. And a couple of late days later, I pinned a piece and the opening lines are, I do not want to write from here. And then I went into where here was. And then at the end I said, I do not want to write from here, but I do want to write from the truth. And, and like, that was that thought, you know, so. Yeah. yeah. You can't try to be a perfectionist in displaying your feelings or exploring yourself because I mean, it is, what it is. And we've talked about it a little bit with like, you know, psychology and even in negotiations, it's like, you know, naming the difficult thing up front, like gives you a little bit of a pause and space from it. And it kind of releases the power. Cause if you're ignoring the elephant in the room, it just gets mm -hmm. bigger. But if you're mm -hmm. like, yo, it's an elephant right there. It's like, yeah. Like, okay, so now what's up? Let's talk about it. Let's, you know, yeah. work through whatever's going on. Exactly, exactly. 
So my next question for you then is, I feel like listeners probably can get an idea for the style and the type of words and feelings that they may see when they visit all her words on Instagram or on the website. For you, how do you measure what's going on with your community? And like, do you, do you just happen to see the feedback? Like as you were starting to write and then starting to curate other people's writing, were you getting certain feedback that let you know like, oh yeah, this is where I need to be. Um, or that let you know that this should be a thing um, and how to grow it. So I, my DMs is popping. <laughs> I don't even say that like to pop my collar, but I say that to say like, I am in conversation with the women in community because they will sometimes uh, not want to say what they have to say in a comment section, but want to hit me directly. And sometimes it's a whole, like, I get, I get (laughs) full on almost journal entries. Um, And I, and I deeply, like, I appreciate that. um, Because it lets me know where I can, I have permission to kind of like dive a little deeper, or where I've hit, you know, kind of hit a tender subject, and they want more conversation around it. Um, that, that's, that is how I like stay tapped in. I also just really stay tapped into myself. And I know that if I'm going through it, some, somebody else, some, many somebody else's, you know, are going through it. Um, I don't let myself be led too much by like likes or reposts or whatnot, because that's like, that's, that is internet measurement, right? I just know how it feels. Like if it feels organic, if it feels real, um, if it feels slightly also uncomfortable a little bit, then I know I like, I know it's good. And then um, I do make sure that like, I'm, I'm looking at what pe- people are posting about, what they're going through, um, but also staying true to, to our pillars, which are, you know, identity, self-worth, growth, healing, um, I know a lot of us are, are dealing in love and relationships, unless we talk about self-love, I, you know, I, I don't mm-hmm. talk about that. So I make sure that I'm really staying true to, to what I have decided to like narrow, um, the focus on. Go ahead. No, no, you can go ahead. I was going to say, it sounds like it's more about feeding yourself and, and paying attention to and seeing yourself because I, I do see Instagram pages all the time where they kind of fall into that trap of like, you know, it's easy to talk about relationship stuff and men and women. And, but it's also like, all right, that just gets a little off. Like it just takes to another place where the focus always kind of comes back to you and like, however you're feeling, you need to see and honor yourself. And so it feels like that's where you're kind of focused. Yes. And you, like you tapped into something that is probably like, at the at the top of the list when I talk about what kind of impact or what focus um, I want all her, her words to have. And it's about the difference between being seen and seeing. And Tracy Ellis Ross is like a dope, um, I think she talked about it when she gave an acceptance speech. And she talked about we need to change our gaze from from how we are how we are seen to what we are seeing. And when she gave that acceptance speech, I was kind of in the loop of creating all her words. And I thought that I wanted to impact the way in which the world perceives us, specifically women of color. Um, And it it was kind of like very, um, 
it was it it was very sterile kind of my my mission and my purpose but i really wanted to to make a statement about how we are seen seen and then as the months progressed i said it actually has nothing to do with them it has to do with us because once we see ourselves in a particular way and that 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 um perception becomes concrete nothing else matters and then we dictate everything so it is very much about seeing ourselves and not worrying about what other people are seeing but just that we are we are representing who we are through our own lens so you like nail on the head exactly man that's a that's a whole lifetime worth of wisdom and word right there um, and it's been talked about for lifetimes, right? Like <laughs> women are writing about that exact thing using different words to say the same thing. And that's how you that that's how you know that that's and the thing that we still don't, still you'd be like, like 30 something anyway, and it's yeah. like dang. and you try to teach the next and raise kids and then but it's still like then we just gonna get it when you get it. Like mm-hmm. all you do is do it for you and be yeah. an example. But that's exactly. We talk about starting with self often and like nothing, like you have to start there. Nothing can grow. Nothing can manifest. Nothing happens until you start with self. Like it doesn't matter. And it sounds counterintuitive, but it's really the genesis of everything else in life. Um, You talked about being a journey teller and the importance of storytelling. You created a platform to help people, you know, tell their stories and to curate and highlight other women's stories. Do you have, um, well, have you always been a storyteller? Because I saw you were a ballerina and did other things. So has this always been part of your life? I think I've always been like curious about people's stories. And so in that, like I've, in that way, maybe because in order to tell a story, you have to, in, in some way, shape or form, um, be intimate with the subject. Like, be intimate with 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 what they're telling so i think yes but also like no i've never called myself that i just know that i'm always curious about people and i just i want to know all things and i could sit with someone and just hear hear them them tell me all the things and i think that 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 then helps me understand myself more my mother more women around me more the world around me more like it just gives me such a different perspective like on life um so maybe yes i don't know i don't know does your platform include any audio like conversations you have with other women or other people that are raw and you know they can get in the moment that are shared later it currently doesn't. I've, I've, I've actually, so there used to be some audio. Um, the site has gone through a lot of metamorphosis because I'm, I am a perfectionist. And so I'm constantly talking myself out of things that I've done because it wasn't good enough or I see something else and it's what have you. But um, yes, there was a time when women would write me their, um, their kind of journey stories and I have them recorded. And so I did have that but then have since took it down, trying to figure out how to bring it back. The thing about recording conversations is that usually the conversations that I do have are hella organic and I'm, I'm not even prepared to have them. So I can't even, you know, and then I don't want to interrupt the flow of it by 
by being like, wait, hold mm-hmm. on. Let me, you know, let me get it. So mm-hmm. one of the ways though, so here's also a thing that was kind of a part of the vision, but was drastically impacted by COVID is that all her words was supposed to be a digital space and also a, a live thing. So we would have sanctuaries where we got together and talked, small groups of women, but we got together and talked. And I think something too is that not everything has to be um, a com- become a commodity. Like not everything needs to be posted on the internet. Not every conversation need, needs to go into you know, a podcast or a blog or whatnot. Some of the things are, are sacred because they stay in the moment. But I wanted to create those spaces where we did have that. And, and you know, if, if you were in community, you got that. But then also you took that. Because, of course, what do we do after we have a dope-ass conversation with our girlfriends? We go and we talk to another girlfriend about it. You know, we tell our homeboy about it. Or, we, or somehow we write about it. Somehow that conversation get, gets carried in some sort of way. That isn't necessarily online or through Instagram. So to your point, <laughs> again... Yes, but also no. <laughs> and you talked about like things being sacred and not sharing things, but a lot of the things you share are, you know, and part of being coming undone, a lot of the things that are shared are, you know, are sacred and are hard and are difficult, you know, to even put out there, even to write yourself. I can imagine, you know, from following for a lot of the women. Um, so, do you have like thoughts around like what's your balance and like what you share and what you keep to you and, and yeah. just along those lines? No, for sure. Um, even though I do write about love, I'm never specific with who the person was, what the relationship was. I keep my love life pretty close to my chest. Um, and if I am writing about something, it's probably usually something that has gone and passed. And now, like, you're just seeing, like, me processing, you know, out of it. Um, So, yeah, love, I don't, like, on my personal side, not not on her word side, um, I keep that pretty close. Um, And that's both for myself, but also for the protection of others, because, you know, We've all been in some some situations where it doesn't put the other person in the greatest, you know, in the greatest light. Um, What else? Off top, um, I'm super protective of my mother. And though I do talk a lot about my mother, there are a lot of things that I don't talk about, Um, which sometimes I know is a bit unfair because people look at the relationship that I have with my mother, like, oh my God, that is so sweet and that's so beautiful. But that's, it is, it is all those things. But also me and my mother are two very different people. And a lot of times it's, um, it's a tricky situation. Like that mother daughter relationship is super tricky. And I always, I never want to disrespect her. I always want to give reverence because that she for sure is worthy of. Um, and here's another thing. I always, I try always to talk in the first person. This is something that I actually had to really work on when I actually started like sharing my writings and really kind of like finding my voice and um, 
how I specifically wanted to share that voice and write in that voice, um, that I always speak from the first person. I'm not saying you, sometimes I will say we, but I'm not like talking at anyone. I'm just talking about my experiences, my feelings, my emotions, my journey. And then if you are in agreement and like you feel it, then you know you feel it. But I'm not trying to project me onto anybody or anything. So I am, I'm, um, I do watch that, you know, as well. So I think those would be my three things. Relationships, my mama, and making sure that I'm, I'm, I'm only talking about myself. Anyafe, how does one become undone? What are the steps? It. <laughs> there ain't no steps, but you, I mean. What can you do? And I'm asking questions like for the listeners too. So it's like, all right, this is cool. You know, we in our feelings, but like, you know, how do I get to that space? Let go, like unravel, be messy, be disheveled, be a person that you don't recognize. Um, like, so, you know, um, why did I get married? Part two, Janet, when she goes into the house and like busts up the shit. Right. And me, I was uncomfortable watching that. Um, because I feel like in some way, shape or form, we have all been there, maybe not outwardly, but inwardly where the shit has just cracked. And all you can do is just crack it even more. Like be like, Oh, we gonna, we gonna fall apart. Okay. Then let's just tear, just tear all the shit down. Right. Um, and in growth, that's uncomfortable. I think, especially for me, I'm viewed as somebody who like always has it get together. I've always been that. Like I was always been like very mature and she always has it together and she's so strong and all, you know, this. Um, when that more often than not could be farther from the truth. I just know how to present well. Like mama, mama taught us how to act, you know, how to act right. Um, so coming undone has been a lot of like letting myself fall apart with myself and then also making sure that I can also do that with my, my closest, closest, you know, where I can have a situation and I am like snotty nosed hold. I mean, I've been in situations where like my best friend literally was holding me in her arms like a baby because I was, I was distraught you know, and having, having those moments. Um, so that's one of the ways is like, you let go. And I'm going to say that one of the biggest lessons that I've had to learn in the past couple of years was the lesson of surrender. I had previously been like super against surrendering because I felt like in a, in my mind, it was like a submission, you know, like I am submitting to something, someone, whatever. But what it is, is like, I'm really surrendering to this external self, this self that has to have everything this way. And like, it has to be perfect. Like I'm, I'm not surrendering to anything outside. I'm surrendering to myself. And that has helped me a lot too. Um, so that would be, that would be how I've, how I've come und how I have come undone. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And adding on to that because you mentioned finding your voice like even when you feel like you didn't have one like you didn't have anything to give or to say like what like how do you find your voice how do you use it when you don't even have one 
Sometimes I too, I think that the voice is not always the voice, right? So um, for instance, I used to be a dancer. So sometimes when I'm trying to find how to say what I can't say or connect um, my, my heart and my mind and trans, like transcribe what my heart says, because it's a very different language. Like your mind and your heart speak a very different language than I wrote in a journal. Like there's no Rosetta Stone for this shit. You know, like Rosetta Stone can't teach us how to translate this. I will look for language in other ways. So I will listen to music. That gives language. Because what do they say? Music songs sound totally different when you're in heartbreak, in happiness, you know what I mean? Like they sound totally different when you're in a space where the emotion is much greater than the language is. Um, so sometimes I think you just have to wait. You have to wait, like you have to feel more than you can communicate and call for it, like be open to however the the voice comes out whether it comes out in anger whether it comes out in tears whether it comes out in apology and just really wait be open to it and wait again it's a it's a it's a lot of waiting sometimes which we also aren't taught to do and being still mm -hmm. patience also not a thing <laughs> this high impatient party of one <laughs> do you, having this platform do you feel that there's a lot of weight on your shoulders or or how does it feel to know that okay it's a lot of people who are mm, I don't know if looking up to the content is the right thing but like they're looking to see themselves in that and they're the way they're responding and probably pouring their hearts out does it feel like a lot of pressure or a lot of weight sometimes it does um and honestly that's like a scary thing to me um, when people talk about fears, that's one of my fears that more will be put on me, not that I can handle, but then I want, like, I have no desire to be anybody's coach, anybody's teacher, anybody's guru. Like that is, I honor those to which that is their lane and that is, that is their gift, but that's, that's not me. Um, and so I, I try not to like think in the negative terms like that or thinking, you know, about the weight of it. I do think it is a responsibility. I do have a responsibility. Um, but it's one that hopefully I can continue to manage. And most of the responsibility is in just being open and being in communion and being in unity. So as long as I'm able to, you know, answer to the DMs and like have genuine conversations. And in those conversations though, women will ask me questions and I'll say, well, what does your mind tell you? Or what does your heart tell you? Like, what do you think? Or best conversation I had was like a year ago with this young lady who had hit me up. I can't remember exactly what the situation was. I want to say it had to do with a young man she was dealing with. And she was young. She was like a little sister, like type young. So I wanted to tell her all the things. I really wanted to give her all the business. But I said, if you were talking to your friend and your friend was telling you what you have just told me, what would you tell her? Girl, the response that she gave me was a read. 
And I cut and pasted her response and sent it back to her and said, you already know. And she was like, wow, I guess I did. That's a practice that they tell you to do because for whatever right. reason, we don't <laughs> think we know things. But if you say, who's somebody you look up to? What would they say to you? You can say that easier than you can be like, what should I do? It's in you. And it's just like, how do you get that out by recognizing how you would talk to somebody like if a kid yeah. was coming up to you asking questions or crying and they messed up you wouldn't be like oh psh, psh, psh. like you would bring them in and hold them close and like you know be caring and loving with them and it's like you know you have to see yourself that way which is why I kind of like at the beginning you know you say like this is in third person all her words and when you do it that way and even if you sit talk to yourself using third person it's a different experience yeah. and sometimes it brings out like what you already know yeah. But I think also that's why conversation is so very important because when we're in our own heads, that's just our voice. Like we're like circling that drain, right. And our perspective, like there's no mirror in that. Like when you're in your head, you're just, you're just, you're in it. But I think when you enter in conversation, you are basically seeing yourself through that per other person seeing you. And that's where another one of the lines that I wrote, like she sees you. So you see herself. And that's to also like remind us of our responsibility to one another. You know, especially right now, everything that's going on with just racism to, to everybody pretty much who's not white, let's be honest. If you are, if you are not white, you're experiencing some form of, of, of violence from the world around us. Um, and it took me a really long time to speak about the, what's going on within the Asian community. Because first of all, I'm a black person. I can't, I cannot speak about what's going on in their community because I, I'm, I'm not in their community. But what I did want to talk about is that we are our keepers and it's not them. It's not something that's happening to them. It's something that's happening to us. If you look at it from a point of like a collective and we are all connected in some way, you know, shape or form. Um, but sorry, I went kind of like off on a tangent. But it's, it's just like, it's that whole marrying thing. And it's, it's the whole reminder that we're, yes, we're responsible for ourselves. We're also very much responsible for, for each other. As we get ready to close up, I want to ask you kind of one more question. Do you have a particular piece that's like your favorite piece or caption or like? Or something that's on your heart right now? Um, I've been very um, about like the subject of home. And so, yeah, something that I wrote recently, oh, uh, you know what? Mm, I'll be a little bit more personal, actually, about it. Something I wrote about heartbreak and the me, the woman or the person who decides to love again after heartbreak, like the, what that really means. That was something that I really had to breathe through in writing that because I was talking about myself and how it's been for me to let go of heartbreak so that I could love someone again and let them love me yeah, but also understand what the fuck that meant and don't fuck it up <laughs> look I'll probably take that prompt myself um, is there um, let, let people know where they can find you, how they, you want them to connect with you. Um, and if you have anything kind of coming up that you want people to know about. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, personally on Instagram, you can follow me at heniafe.isis. That's E like elephant, N like Nancy, I, A like Apple, F like Frank, E like elephant, dot I, S like Sam, I, S like Sam. Um, and then you can follow all her words at all her words, all, all one word. Um, so the biggest thing that I have coming up is my first literary offering, my first book. Um, I turned in my final pages to my agent earlier in the week. So now we begin the process of either seeing if I will go through a publisher or if I will self-publish. So I can't say coming soon because typically this process can take some time. Um, but it is, it is done. Like it's, it's, it's done. It's a thing. And then also next week, um, I'll be sharing a just creative endeavor that um, I worked on with another girlfriend of mine, Dor- another girlfriend of mine, Doriana Diaz, who has a platform called the Diaz Collection. Um, and we wanted to do something to pay homage to National Poetry Month and our just love of poetry. And so we reached out to different writers, both men and women, all of color though, and asked them to submit pieces that talked about how we keep in community with each other through this time when our communities are being ripped apart and how we continue to like make home and what home means, what it looks like, what it smells like, you know, how we are, we are building and maintaining that. And so we'll be sharing that collection, which will be available to view on both of our sites, allherwords.com um, and then also the diascollections.com. I'm super excited about that. Like these pieces, they get you in your feels. So I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm excited to dive more into like the platform so I can read some stuff because I'll be trying to feel so I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying to see like what's in there. Um, and I, I want to thank you for your openness and the space that you allow women and everybody to, you know, come and explore themselves and release themselves. And congratulations on the Yay. book that you have coming and, and the work that you have coming up as well, for sure. Thank yeah. you. I really appreciate you guys. Yeah, um, we're so grateful to have you on. Um, thank you for creating the space for women to be all of the things all the time with all her words. Um, we always end the podcast with a question and something that you said inspired it for me. So what does home mean to you? Oh, God, I can never answer this question. <laughs> um, my brother-in-law just got home and he is blasting <laughs> God bless his soul. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can hear that. Um, home is the space where we are safe to be armorless, right? We can set down our crown and still be queens or kings. We can take off the cape and even still be superhuman or not human, like however that looks, home is just where you are safe, like sanctuary type safe. Um, and home is, is people, places. Um, it can take on so many forms, but like one of the immediate things that I think of when I think of home is like my mother. Like she's just 
I, I can fall into her. I can fall apart in her and still be whole. You know, she's one of the safest spaces I know. She's going to challenge the shit out of me. Yes. But she's also going to just, she's going to keep me safe. So. What about you? That's a good answer. I think that's the answer, like, of what home should be. Um, I'm going to just, probably it kind of leads, goes into that as well. But just a shortened version, I would say home is, like, where you show up or where it's easy to show up. Because mm-hmm. um, for me, I think more about certain friends, perhaps, or um, where it's like you know that you are loved, like even if it's you know deeper than just what you're kind of putting on the surface, mm-hmm. um, and it's a, a space where you can kind of show up as yourself, as your real self. Mm-hmm. And not to be three times redundant, but I made a vow to myself. Um, one of my friends came to visit me in December. Shout out to Tayshell, and we were like, we're we're done being in any type of relationship, any type of job, any type of friendship, any type of anything where we cannot show up as our full selves all the time. Like I, I'm not hiding. I don't, I don't have anything to hide and I don't care to be around anyone who I need to feel the need to do that. And that's home. And on that too. And I thought about this the other day when I was going in the fridge for some food, I was like, home is also where you get what you need. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right. You get that affection, you get that love, you get that comfortable couch, you get that bed, you get the food. <laughs> like, you know, you go home and get a little something. Like, all right, yeah, exactly, let me exactly. <laughs> yes. No, so, thank yeah. you once again, though. We really appreciate um, you being here. I feel like I, I know listeners are going to be inspired. So I want to encourage them for sure to check out all her words. Um, because it also, it doesn't require you to like, do anything you're just digesting and reading and and so that's a good place to start when you're just trying to maybe figure things out or just you know explore your yourself like we said before so thank you so much for joining us and thank you everybody for listening be sure to reach out to her check her out um and then hit us on the comments uh for youtube on the post on instagram wherever if there's anything that you want to tell us about what you got out of the episode yep love from all her words the hand holding the hugs and then all of her information will be in the episode notes thank Thank you you again for being with us thank you